אתם עם SBS בעברית. לעוד סיפורים מעניינים, כנסו ל-sbs.com.au. Welcome to the program, Maria. Oh, good morning, Eitan, uh, good afternoon. Thank you very much for having me. Yes, this is uh, really a time uh, that we need to hear uh, your point of view. We, hear, uh, we need to hear your angle. And I would like to ask you, What has been the impact of the two-year border closure during COVID-19 on Australian immigration program and entry to Australia? Um, it's had a profound impact because uh, there was about a 93% drop in arrivals. Obviously, the closure of the borders was to keep us safe, and Australia has, in fact, had an ex- uh, extraordinarily successful response to containing the impact of COVID on public health and well-being. As a consequence, Eitan, uh, there has been an enormous backlog of applications that are now awaiting processing uh, since the reopening of the border. Uh, fully on the 22nd of February 2022 and in addition uh, to that there's been an enormous increase in the number of applications. Just to give you an understanding of the volume of demand, in 2020 the migration advice industry generated over $1 billion in revenue. The Department of Home Affairs uh, raised over $2.196 billion, billion in visa mm. fees, fines and levies. So Uh, the demand for temporary and permanent entry uh, was astronomical historically, even pre-COVID, and now, of course, with the reopening of the borders, um, that continues to be the case. Yes, that's, uh, that's very interesting. Uh, is this, uh, um, I would say, crossroad in, uh, in Australia's uh, migration process. Uh, and now we are into the crisis in Ukraine. Um, we all know how much uh, our world is uh, is aware of what's happening on the ground in Ukraine and you see the move of refugees what visa options do Ukrainians uh, in Australia have to stay in Australia and what visa options do I- Ukrainians fleeing the war have to enter and stay here well let's Yes, thank you very much. Well, there's two parts to that, obviously. Those Ukrainians that are already in Australia and have a valid visa to the end of June, uh, they'll get an automatic extension of their visa for a further six months' time. Uh, obviously, the Australian, the Morrison government is monitoring what's happening in the Ukraine and giving priority to those uh, Ukrainian nationals that are here and also those that are seeking to enter Australia Uh, and most particularly, there's those obviously who've got close family members here who uh, are able to um, take advantage of Australia's migration program and there's information on these visa options on the Department of Home Affairs website. In addition, on the 20th of March 2022, the Prime Minister and the Minister for Immigration have announced that the government has made available a temporary humanitarian visa, uh, which is... Uh, Are now available to both those uh, Ukrainians in Australia and those seeking to enter. That's the new visa category, which is the 786. It's the temporary humanitarian visa, and it will enable those who are, are either in Australia on temporary visas or those arriving to work, access Medicare, get support services, study, and in effect stay here for up to three years while obviously the world sees what's happening. 
um, around 5,000 have already been granted since the 23rd of February 2022, and the, the well over 800 Ukrainians have already arrived in Australia and more are coming. I would urge the public to uh, look at the Department of Home Affairs website for these option details, including for those who have close family members here, those that are, um, have got visas and those that are wanting to come to Australia. There's also information in regard to those that don't have passports, how to be able to access passports, because obviously this is a time of great turbulence. And for those, for example, parents who are coming with one child or parent that's coming with a child, but the other parent may already still be in the Ukraine. It's a complex and evolving situation, Eitan, but clearly the Australian government has, uh, is, is making available a range of these options for the Ukrainians, both those that are here and those that are looking to enter. You know, Maria, you never, you never surprise me. And always uh, I'm expecting you to uh, pull the answer, the straightforward reply from the sleeve. And I maybe finalize uh, my uh, quick uh, and swift conversation with you. With over 2 million Ukrainians seeking refuge in Europe, including Poland and Hungary, we know how many companies are now found base in Poland. Uh, and continue to operate without loss of business. But on the other hand, many, many are showing interest uh, on Australia. Uh, can you comment on how these difficult times may impact on the demand for entry to Australia and Australia's migration uh, program? There are some uh, amazing uh, talents in Ukraine. Absolutely. Australia is a nation of immigrants. We've always relied on the migration program as an economic, social and population tool and policy. Pre-COVID, the, the Department of Home Affairs was getting over 40,000 visa applications worldwide and had predicted, that was each day, uh, and that had predicted a 50% increase in demand by 2023. Obviously, that was without knowing what was going to happen in the world. I think with the war on the Ukraine and the enormous disruption this is causing worldwide, Australia will continue to be seen as a safe, a safe haven, a safe destination. We will continue to get overwhelming demand for temporary and permanent entry. We know that with the closure of the border, ATAN, that Australia has critical skill shortages, only 4% unemployment, which is absolutely historic, whereas there's enormous... Um, unemployment in Europe, I see that this, this will all encourage businesses and skilled migration to the benefit of Australia. Australia, I think, will be spoilt, spoilt for choice. And what I will be urging both uh, highly skilled individuals and corporations to get expert advice so that they can ensure that what they need to achieve in terms of locating their businesses in Australia or relocating them or bringing in their skilled personnel here, that they are able to achieve that with, um, with, with, in, in the most appropriate way. Those that need humanitarian visas, women and children on their own, obviously uh, they will need assistance, including through their family and friends in Australia and uh, the Ukrainian community. Uh, I just want to say that the Australian government has already allocated well over $450,000 in funding to uh, the Ukrainian peak bodies in Australia, that's the Ukrainian Federation uh, and their state counterparts. And we at 
uh, BDO Migration Services are also providing select pro bono uh, services eight times for women and uh, who are with their children. Um, so it's, it's a very difficult time. It's a turbulent time. It's a tragic time for the world at large, particularly after the pandemic and the shock that that's uh, engendered on all of us. But I think Australia will pull together as we always have and so that um, with appropriate advice, uh, I think that Australia will be at the recipient of many skilled migrants as part of the ongoing nation building and as part of our humanitarian program. רוצים לשמוע עוד סיפורים? האזינו דרך האפל פודקאסט, גוגל פודקאסט, ספוטיפיי או בכל מקום אחר בו ניתן להאזין לפודקאסטים.